Ladies and gentlemen, court is back in session. Welcome to another exciting episode of The Devil's Due. I am your host, back from the land of misery, Mr. Carl Duty. that's me, and with me as always is the man who sometimes forget which podcast he's on, Mr. Drew Celestino. Uh, look, sir. Hi, Drew. Hi. How you doing? Uh, when you do over 100 episodes of a previous podcast of a similar nature, the, the, the lines were cr- I haven't. I, I haven't been in the host role since then, so without you here to keep me straight yeah i i, yeah. I had flashbacks uh-huh yeah you know i could i can understand it if jay was co-hosting with you then that would that would make yeah. sense but it wasn't it was alan yeah he just kind of he made me feel cheap we got through it <laughs> guys, i caught myself <laughs> you guys did a great job well thank you alan thank you very much for stepping up and subbing in for me last week so yeah, here we are back again, sir. How was your week? Oh my god, um, very 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 busy. Yes, just just a whirlwind of uh, ad- adventure and activities. Um, yeah, wrestling dominated my weekend, basically. I would assume as much. Um, Saturday night. So here, how about this? Yes. Why don't Why don't we? Uh, do a, you can do a mania report like after we get done with the week stuff and tell the people where to find us. One, we'll we'll give you your own little segment. I I don't have a okay. That, oh, fine. Okay, <laughs> sure. Well, uh, mania weekend uh, basically physically took its toll on me, um, and it uh, spilled into Monday combined with my seasonal insomnia. Which is back in full swing. Um, I'm waking up around 2 a.m. every night after falling asleep. And, and then it's kind of like, well, I guess I'll just toss and turn from 2 to 6.30, 6.45 when I actually get up and get out of bed. Or now you can, you know, since you know, Nintendo being the innovators that they are, you can just lay there in bed with your Switch. I could, but that's probably not good for the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the synapses and whatnot to, to fall back asleep. I don't know. Um, so... Yeah, it's been uh, kind of a blurry few days. So that, on top of the fact that uh, I joined a gym, this you is did. yeah, this is this is uh, something a I swore I'd never do. Oh, a game. Yes, like a game. That's correct, <laughs> sir. Uh, so yeah, that's that, so yeah, getting getting that in as well. Um, and and lack of sleep and lack of time to watch. Episodes of Daredevil. We we would have been podcasting an hour ago. I had uh, had to delay you there for a minute. So I'm a, I'm a wreck. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, I'm better. Yes, than I good. was. I'm glad, sir. Um, holy crap. Okay, so cast your cast your mind back. Not this not this past Saturday, but the Saturday before. Yeah. Wife and I are enjoying a nice quiet afternoon at home and with the boy and. All of a sudden, hear hear a noise, and the boy spits up. So, okay, you know, baby spit ups, what they do. So we get it cleaned up, whatnot. But a half an hour later, spits up again. Okay, all right. Uh, first time is randomness. Second time is coincidence. Third time is a pattern. <laughs> We're like, oh crap. So William caught 
a stomach bug. Ah. And the next two days for us were consistent of just watching over him and getting Pedialyte into him to make sure he stayed hydrated as he proceeded to vomit numerous times. And let me tell you something. If you want to know what straight evil, hatred, racism, bile, all of it, if you want to know what it smells like, yeah. Feed a baby cottage cheese. Have them throw it oh, up. Oh God! I just—that's what it smells. like. I just got sick thinking about that. Yeah, that's yeah, that's horrible. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, ooh yeah, yeah ooh yeah. So it seemed uh, seemed like Sunday evening he was starting to calm down. It looked like we were we were kind of in the clear. So we go to bed round about. 3.30 Monday morning, I am aroused from my sleep by gurgling in my stomach. Oh, boy. And I'm like, oh, no. No, 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 no. And then from 4 a.m. through, let's say, about 1 p.m. Oh. Two to three times an hour. Vomiting? Yes. Oh. The last half of that was sitting on the toilet with the bucket. That yeah. there is a stomach flu, sir. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've had that. I have never been so violently ill in my life. Yeah, I had that once. It's the worst. It's like, literally the worst. After I was done, at one point, I'm just like drinking a couple like bathroom cups of water afterwards just so I can have something for the next round that's going to happen in like yeah. 20 minutes. After I was done, I... Felt like I'd gotten in a fight with Zangief. The best part is when it's the dry heaving and you're just literally out of stuff to to up to bring up, and it's just literally bile. That's fortunately that's a good I time. didn't have any dry heaving because I kept drinking that water afterwards. Smart, I was smart, like, I sir. Need fuel for the next time. Oof. I could not move. Do you have a fever? No. Oh, I never had you. a fever. I could not, but like I, my body was so physically spent. Like the next day and a half was just, yeah. So I was off work from Monday to Wednesday. Watched a lot of Lucha Underground. This pleases me. (laughs) And I fit in binging the entire last season of Archer. Oh, okay. In there too. Good. Wasn't all that great. Um, It was the first season of the private investigators firm. I liked it. Eh. Coming coming off of, was it Archer Vice? Vice? Yeah. yeah, Vice was the best season of the show ever. Oh, I disagree. Hands down. No, I, I, I would Hands never. Hands down. No. Yeah, Pam on cocaine. You are never going to get better in Pam on cocaine. It was all right. Um, it's a great show. It's hard to pick a favorite season. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it's it's all. I mean, even though I felt this season, this past season was the the weakest, by no means bad. I have to. I, I'm very confused about what the next season is supposed to be i guess it's just like is it archer's fever dreams probably okay archer fever dream with him in a coma or whatnot sure sure but uh so yeah monday wednesday off work just drinking lots and lots of gatorade and recovering and even still like through the rest of the week i was just like not right 
Are you eating food? Yes. Okay. Yes, well, I that's, that's a big step. So, yeah. So, children, they're wonderful little things that you will love more than anything else in the world most of the time. Other times, I'm going to break my own rule here. Other times, they are little assholes that get you sicker than you've ever been in hey, your It's life. a family show, sir. Well, my family got <laughs> And Julie got it, too. Oh, no. Julie got it, too. She, oh. Fortunately, she didn't get it nearly as bad as I got it. And William had a second round oh, after man. Sunday. So it was it was a rough one. Yikes. Fortunately, Julie is extremely obsessive compulsive when it comes to cleaning up um, during and after a sickness. So the house smells of fresh Lysol. Oh, it's not necessarily just, a good just thing. Just smacks you in the face right when you walk in the door. But it was necessary. She, in this case, she, I could see it she being. She was a champ in that. Sure. Um, so this, this past, so far these past couple days, uh, not a lot going on. That's okay. Uh, picked up Rogue One today. I did not, but I will. Yeah. I'm late to the party. I'll, well, I'll get around to it. But, um, yeah, I actually watched a little bit of the special features before I came over and mm-hmm. solid. Yeah. Really, really good production on that. You'll uh, never see the deleted scenes ever. No, I think you will, but it's when they will have a, the mega huge box set with I, all the discs. Why do you think they're doing it that way? Just now, besides the obvious, Money. besides the obvious, I have a theory that they they want to put forth a unified front and not let on that this was almost a very different movie until the zero hour. Yeah, I, I think feel like that's going to come out much later. Because in the special features that I watched, there's a lot of scenes you see them shooting that were not in the film. Interesting. Like uh, Jin and Cassian, when they infiltrate the base where the plans are being kept. Yeah. Apparently, there's a whole fight scene, like fist fight scene between them and a couple stormtroopers. Uh, there's also, we, saw. we we saw in the trailer of them with the plans running on the beach. Yeah. That never and happened. the whole thing with Jin on the, the, the top the of the obvious TIE fighter and all that. The TIE fighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They showed scenes of the end of that walkway blown up and tipped sideways and Jin kind of like hanging over it. And I'm like, kind of want to see all this. I mean. Yeah, it's weird. I'm a, I'm a rel- relatively intelligent man. I can differentiate between what is recognized as the canon film and what you know, kind of a director's cut, whatnot. I think they just want to have the whole, like I said, the illusion of, of well, the unified front. We planned it this way. We're great. Look how smart we are. Yeah, I don't think anyone's buying that. No, so, we, we, we know. We saw yeah. the reports of, of the, you know, reshoots and, and focus group stuff and executives getting nervous and all that business. We, you know, but they want to control the narrative, as they say in the yeah. uh, PR speak. So... Uh, but you know what? Whatever. As far as the Star Wars narrative goes, good. the the narrative is good. So yeah, it's I'm, fine. I'm okay. If yeah. You, if you're if you're telling me that we were not confident in the original cut and we went back and did this and this is what we got, I'm okay with that. Yeah, it's fine. It's good. I'm it's okay like, with that. Yeah. So yeah, um, that was pretty much my weeks. Woo, uh, dear listener, we love to hear from you. If you want to communicate with us, ask us some questions, which we do have a couple of viewer questions. We're getting yes. back to form with Alan and Jay. Excellent. Um, if you want to send us some questions, some comments, some thoughts on the show, your opinions about anything we've discussed, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at the following multimedia locations. On Twitter, you can find us at yes. Devil's Do Pod. Thank you. Yes, that's the one. 
You can go to Facebook.com slash Devil's Due Pod. I knew that one. You can go, you can email us at the Devil's Due Pod at gmail.com. Or you can find all these resources available to you at the Devil's Due Podcast.com website. There it is. You kind of stumbled with that one, which surprised me because you made the website. Dude, I registered a domain. I put files up every week. I don't look where they're going. Okay. All right. (laughs) Okay. So that being said, as Drew alluded to, his weekend was very uh, wrestling filled. And this is the biggest time of the year for wrestling fans. And like we said, even though we're, we're a daredevil show, we never shirk away from our passions. And so Drew... Give us the give us the uh, WrestleMania report. Well, I mean, you know, the WrestleMania report kind of begins on Friday, and for me anyway, uh, the Hall of Fame inductions were this year, and uh, big inductions, uh, two of note for me personally. Number one, DDP went into the Hall of Fame. Diamond Dallas Page. Diamond Dallas Page, founder of DDP Yoga. Um, so he went in. Great speech. And uh, he was also joined by the other big name this year, returning after a decade, maybe a decade, Kurt Angle, Hall of Famer. Once again, great speech. So happy to see Kurt back. He's had his problems. He's cleaned himself up and he's home now. And it's it's all is as it should be again. It's great. How is, let me ask you really quickly, because you mentioned he has his problems, and it's no secret that over the past decade, the amount of wrestlers we've lost has risen dramatically. Uh, yeah. How, I mean, is WWE kind of taking a more active role in kind of taking care of, kind of like the whole NFL with the concussion thing? I wouldn't say a more active one, just a more public one. If that makes sense. Vince has always put guys that needed help through rehab programs and stuff like that. After the Benoit situation in 07, 07? Yeah, 07, um, they got very public about the drug policies and, and you know, their, their rehab programs and all that stuff and drug testing and all that business. So that stuff was kind of always there for the guys that really needed it, but they might, it's much more public now. Okay. Um, but you know, people are going to do what they're going to yeah. do. I'm not, you know, and it sounds it sounds kind of cruel, and I understand people who want to blame the company to some degree for the problems that these guys get into. Because you know, at the end of the day, you got to account for your own decisions. At the end of the day, if you're if you're taking a million painkillers, yeah, you're you're you know, WWE is a is a very tough job and it's a grind but you know they also are not totally hard believe it or not they're not <laughs> totally heartless and if you do need help they 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 do help you it's just you know does it work does it not work i don't know so it, it depends on the individual some guys you know you might never know some guys might be have gone through things and they've gotten themselves cleaned up and you never even knew about it other yeah. guys battle much more publicly so, in Kurt Angle's case, he was gone before all that stuff really went down, the Benoit situation. He, he, he left just before that, and he wasn't in the company, and he got himself into so much trouble in the last decade. Angle was 
drinking a lot, taking lots of painkillers, working for another company that turned a blind eye. So for as heartless as you think WWE is, where Kurt was working down in TNA in, in Florida under, under Dixie Carter and her band of idiots, they basically enabled him to be a, a wreck because they didn't penalize him or punish him in any capacity. So anyway, he's back. He's sober now. So Friday night was the Hall of Fame. He went in. Saturday was NXT. Takeover. Um, Shinsuke. Shinsuke was there. He did not win. He did mm-hmm. not regain his championship. So I have SmackDown DVRing right now because if you believe the rumor and innuendo, he is debuting tonight on SmackDown. Allegedly. Mm-hmm. We'll find out when we're done podcasting. Um, but before we get there, uh, TakeOver was fantastic, as they always are. Um, great matches, pretty much top to bottom. Uh, the highlight of the weekend, honestly, the match that like stole the weekend, was uh, the Revival versus DIY versus the Authors of Pain for the NXT Tag Team Championships. Three-way tag match. Okay. Match of the year contender, easily, wow. in the discussion. In the discussion for sure. Fantastic match. Um, good women's match with Asuka and Ember Moon. And uh, obviously um, the, the the title match, Bobby Roode versus Shinsuke. Um, good match. I wouldn't say it's a great match. Bobby Roode is not exactly the most exciting wrestler. But he's very good in the role that he have, they have him in right now. And uh, yeah, he, he won. So Shinsuke lost. But again, that's probably a sign that he's moving up. So we'll look for that. Mania. WrestleMania for me is more than just the card. Because the card, I'm going to be really upfront with you, the card was was garbage this year. Underwhelming to say the least. But WrestleMania is bigger than the card. WrestleMania is a day. WrestleMania is a day when when we all get together, me and my, my, my bros. There's food. There's drinks. There's lots of us. Good times are had all day long. Make it. We just make it an event, okay? Well, I mean, not all your bros. Not all the. Some, well, some hang on, hang, hold on. You have to understand what the bros are. The <laughs> no, bros no, is a very you, select group. I know. Um, so tradition stands that I must make pizzas. So uh, I made three pizzas this year. Same three I made last year. We had the traditional Italian pizza, dubbed the little Guido. Uh, we had a Thai pizza which uh, we call the Ty Dillinger. And, of course, the uh, the one they make every year, now it has a name, the General So's Pizza or the General Sowins. I've, I've heard legend, pray tell. It was good this year. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. It was fantastic this year. If you want to do something for me on my birthday in December, I'm not going to turn down General So's Pizza. It is kind of a once-a-year thing, but I might be willing to break the... Really? The, the tradition. Really? I'm I'm a man of tradition, sir. This is this is a very sacred thing that 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 it comes out but once a year for WrestleMania. But we'll we'll see we'll we'll see now now that you've made it public, I'll I'll consider turning it. forty this year. Oh well, okay. Well, I'll see. That does change forty. Things. That changes things. You might have to have a general slow speed for this. <laughs> Got to make clearly. I'm never going to get invited to WrestleMania Day. Um, <laughs> I didn't know you wanted to come. There's- there's no way Drew wins here, folks. Sorry. It's not, it's not my place to invite. It's someone else's house. No, it's fine. It's cool. No, I know. Anyway. I know. I'm just so making the, your chance. The show itself, um, there, 
were some there well there was one moment when i marked out harder than i, I have i think some of the uh the contenders in the matches are still walking towards the ring jesus the, 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 that ramp added an hour to the show maybe more and it ended late too late yeah like i saw a couple, a couple of friends of mine uh people were i'm friends with on facebook were actually at wrestlemania um actually one of them Listens to the show, uh, John, who's big part of the Under the Hood artists. Okay, might have to have him on the show. Okay, want to have him on the show. Okay, um, he was there, and people were taking pictures of it. I looked at, it, I was like, "Wow, that is really cool." And then I thought a little more about it. I'm like, "It's going to take a long time to get there." Like, give give the people a description of what this monster. This ramp was, was. like. It, this ramp was probably as long as a football field. Well, it took place in a football field. It did, it? but they started the ramp like in the 200 levels, and it yeah. shot down. To the 50-yard line. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, it w- and it was all LED. I mean, it looked cool, but, yeah, but, it's, but, but my God. So long. It's It was huge. Neeson-like. Um, <laughs> so... Um, Trying to th- so okay, you know, on, on a card, there were, there's some memorable moments on this. Like I said, the underwhelming card, and really, it, it boils down to the, the, the there's two things of, of significance that happen. The first thing, we'll start with the with the happy, the thing that I marked out for, the thing that probably got the loudest reaction of the night, rightfully so. Although it's going to remain to be seen how it plays out. The Hardys return to WWE again after a seven year absence. Wow. Um, now here's the thing with the Hardys return. It's great. Okay. And, and, you know, they were big in WWE. The reason why they got the massive reaction, number one, it's a nostalgia pop. So people remember them and that's great. The thing is though, at WrestleMania, it's fans that are really plugged into wrestling period. And the Hardys have managed in the last year, whether you know this or not, they've, they've managed to reinvent themselves, Matt in particular, into the broken Matt Hardy character, yeah. which he is living and breathing, and it's amazing. So, like, he got that thing over and, and turned it into a thing, and now he's back. They wrestled in ROH. They wrestled the Young Bucks for the ROH titles the night before. So they were already beat up from that. They showed up at Mania the next day. Wow. And... Spoilers, they won. They won the tag championships nice. in the, the next day. So they're so, not the broken characters? Jeff is not in his brother Nero broken state. Matt is kind of in between. Sort of. He's still got the white streak in his hair and he's making the big goofy face, but he hasn't like cut a promo yet on TV where he goes in and out of it. So his accent and the way he speaks... But he's also doing the delete gesture. So, and the crowd sure as hell was too, by the way. As soon as he came out, the place went bonkers yeah. with the delete chant. So, he's teetering, and it's all legal. Like, they don't know if he's got the rights to it. TNA is still trying to say that they own it, and WWE is probably going to wash their hands of it until Matt and TNA straighten that out. But in the meantime... He's still doing the delete stuff, dude, because on Monday Night Raw, he came out and he was doing the delete stuff. He just hasn't talked yet. Ah. Uh, And he's also not wearing his full uh, robe and stuff like that. So he's kind of like in between old school extreme Matt Hardy and like broken Matt Hardy. On Twitter, actually, today, he came out and and, and like in a 
you know, I guess you want to call it a statement. He said that his excitement and his uh, the warm feelings brought up, brought back by WrestleMania have managed to tame his broken condition <laughs> for now, if it can be contained. So he says, if it can be contained, capital letters, if. Gotcha. I think once the dust settles, he he will be broken again. It'll be, and it will be glorious. Anyway, that's the happy moment of the weekend, and it got the loudest pop of the night. And I think actually the crowd after that was like drained. <laughs> so, not, never mind the fact that they had to sit through seven hours of wrestling, which is too much for even me. Um, thing was seven, like legit seven hours long. Dude, they let people in at three o'clock. The pre-show started at four or five. The card started at seven. The show ended at twelve thirty at night. It's a long day. That's, yeah. Okay. Especially since they do it on a Sunday night. Yep. So uh, the sad thing is The Undertaker, by all accounts and by all by the, by the looks of it, is, is officially, finally, done. Done, done. Not like done till next year's Mania. Done, no, like done. I've seen a lot of comments on this, and it's definitely the ending of an era. Oh, like, yeah. He... Damn, he started when I was watching wrestling. Yep. Like full tilt watching wrestling. He's been the Undertaker since like nineteen ninety. So <laughs> that's that that's a run, sir. Yeah. Um but yeah, he he hung it up. So oh he by the way, he didn't walk that ramp. He didn't walk the ramp? No. He ascended from the ramp about a quarter of the way from the ring. They had <laughs> a, so they had all the smoke and pageantry yeah. and he rose from underneath the ramp. And gotcha. then when he lost and took his hat he off, lost. Taker lost. It was his last match, and he lost. Old school guys, dude, you go out on your back. Oh, all right. That's how it's done. That's. I I, I don't like who he lost to for his last match. No one does actually, which Where I'll get to in a moment. To? Roman Reigns, I've the guy that. that everyone and their mother hates, but Vince McMahon loves. So get used to him. Um, we'll get to that. So he lost, and uh. He got his gear back on his like entrance gear, which went off camera. And next thing you know, he's he lost, but now he's back in all of his gear in the middle of the ring. He proceeds to take off his gloves, take off his trench coat, fold it up, and then take off the hat and place yeah, it. I've seen pictures, and that's basically. And then the, if that wasn't enough of like, gee, I think he's done. Taker went to his wife and kids in the in the crowd in the front row yeah. and and acknowledge them on camera which he has never done wow so that's like the ultimate yeah he's this is it well i remember you mentioned a couple shows back you were talking about i don't know if it was a pay-per-view or something that he had come back on you said he did not look good he hasn't looked good in a long time he's looked better in recent months or the recent appearances i should say i shouldn't say months but in the last time we saw him was at the Royal Rumble, and he was very visibly like not there. His he just looks slow and confused, and yeah. So it it it's time. It's probably yeah. been time for a few years, but officially, like, okay, it's time. Yeah. So that happened. Monday night, last night, uh, Raw, the Raw after Mania, dude, is always the best Raw of the year. 
because all the same fans, well, not all, because they can't fit all in the same building because they, yeah. they run raw on a smaller building. But the rabid traveling fans are there, and they break out all the surprises on Monday Night Raw following Mania. It's almost like the first, uh, it's like the season premiere kind of of, of the new. They yeah. tur- they turn the page, and here we go. So last night was I. This is me saying this, and I can't believe I'm saying it, but it's true. Great Raw. And I rarely, if ever, will yeah, give Raw. Yeah, you usually complain about having to watch Raw. Well, great Raw last night. So, uh, yeah, Roman Reigns, whatever, crowd ate him alive. And, of course, he would he would have you believe that he has them in the palm of his hand because they're reacting to him. There's a difference between heel heat and what we like to call X-Pac heat. Heel heat is when you have legitimate heel heat. Like, you're a bad guy, and you're good at it, and you're working the crowd. X-Pac heat is, no, dude, we really just don't like you. We want you to go away. And he has that now. But Vince doesn't care. Anyway, so... it called X-Pac? Because X-Pac got that kind of heat towards the end of his run in WWE. X-Pac's a wrestler. He was, yes. Yeah. You know, he was over for a short while, and then he... The crowd just decided at some point in in his career that they had enough and the term X-Pac heat was born. It's like, no, no, we're not booing you because you're a good heel. We really just don't like you. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Like, like go away. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the Hardys came out again last night. They, uh, faced, uh, Anderson and Gallows of Bullet Club fame for Russell a rematch. Again? Yeah. Third nine in a row. Damn. They're nuts, man. They won. They retained their titles. Crowd went berserk. Um, a lot of great stuff happened on Raw. I'm probably missing a lot. The Revival debuted on Raw after wrestling Saturday in NXT and losing. They did not win the tag titles in NXT. But they debuted and defeated the New Day in the New Day's Open Challenge on Monday Night Raw. And they they looked really good in their debut. So I'm really happy for the Revival because they're great. And uh, Finn Balor returned to WWE. And he's been on, on the shelf for a while. He, now, he returned in Buffalo. He returned in Buffalo like last month. It was his first date back, but yeah. it was a house show, so it wasn't televised. Yeah. So they've been holding him out for a little while on television until, well, until last night, WrestleMania. He's back, and he looked great, and I can't wait to see where, I honestly can't wait to see where things are going to go. It's the first great Raw I've seen in probably years? Yeah, years. I'll say years. Wow. And Kurt Angle's the new GM of Raw, and he's, it, again, it's like, it's, it's just great. It's, <laughs> it's great. I missed him. It's like he didn't miss a beat. He's back. It's fantastic. So, yeah, that's what's up. Right now on SmackDown, I have no idea what's going on. We'll find out later. But if Shinsuke debuts, well, then, wow, what a week for WWE. Well, it sounds like if you cobble it all together and average it out, the week wa- the weekend, uh, Mania weekend was a positive. It's always, as much as we dread the show, it's fun. That's You know what I mean? Okay. E- even a bad Mania can be fun when you're with your friends and having a good time. And they really they really uh, hit the gas last night on Raw, I feel like. So will it last? Probably not. Were, but for now, were, I'm, I'm happy. Were there any New England Patriot appearances? Oh, yeah. Gronk showed up and helped uh, his idiot friend Mojo Raleigh win the Andre, the Andre Battle Royal. I hate both of them. They're, you know what? They're, they're the dude bros from gym class that you remember that you hated. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Okay. That was your that is the WrestleMania report. WrestleMania report. That being said, let <sighs> us proceed to cross-examination. Okay. 
And to answer a question that was directed to me from cross-examination last week, yes, Jay, I could hear you from the gray piano. Oh, okay. I wasn't wasn't so much acknowledging, cause just frankly didn't have the strength to. Okay, so we got questions from Jay and Alan. We're going to start with Alan. Alan starts out, Carl, glad you're back, Alan. Thank you very much. And again, a quick thank you for stepping up, sir. Carl and Drew. Hi. This is an interesting question. I think this is going to be like a serious debate question. Or not debate, but conversation. Has society embraced nerd culture more? Back in our day, if you were a nerd, you couldn't get a girlfriend or were just made fun of. Now there are cons, board gaming, and cosplay. So is it hip to be square? Yes. Yeah. Nerds won. The the geek have inherited the earth. Yes. Um, I think everything you you can really point to 2008. When Iron Man hit, and it was like the first one to really bring in mainstream non-comic book reading audiences because like that same year we had batman begins i think it went before that though really i mean that was that that pushed over the top but i mean the spider-man movies made a, a ton of money they they made a lot of money but it wasn't it didn't bring people into it didn't like for lack of a much better phrase it didn't legitimize geek culture the way Iron Man and Batman Begins did. I'd say The Dark Knight more so, but I but I'm I'm with you on your point though. Well, Batman Begins, I I give because that was like a couple months after Iron Man, and was it? Yeah, I'm I'm ninety percent sure. I know it was the same summer. Um, because hmm. Iron Man was early May two thousand eight, and then Batman Begins I think was uh late July. Okay, I feel like I, think. I feel like Batman Begins happened and kind of underperformed. It, it was the Dark Knight that really no, it didn't. It it re it it showed audiences that Batman could work. Batman Begins was in 05. Really? Yes. Huh. I I I I, was, I, I suspected was the Dark Knight in 08. Then the Dark Knight was uh. 2008. Yep. Oh, okay. I, yep. That's yeah. what I thought. Yep. That was Dark Knight. I knew it. Dar- yeah. Dark Knight was, was, yeah. Once you get into Oscar talk with, with Ledger and all that, you know, it's, it's officially yeah. a thing. And, and Iron Man made a gazillion dollars in spite of everyone's, no one thought that movie was going to be anything. Yeah. No. It was, for a lot of people forget it was an independent film. Essentially. For, by the definition of what an independent film is, it was an independent film. Um, I think, yeah, we're living, we're definitely living in a golden age of geekdom right now where it's, it's like, you know, you and I discussed a couple episodes back about how anything you want is out there and you can get it. Yeah. And it's never been that way before. No. And people are like my wife probably never read a comic book in her life. Then she saw Iron Man and fell in love with the character. And then, like the like she, she's not by no means is she a comic book reader, but she anticipates the films. Sure, she asks questions about the films, like who's this character? Why are you flipping out over this and that? Right. And, uh, because there, obviously, there are still those scenes that Marvel puts in their films for guys like us to mark out to 
Like, you know, you see a celestial and... and oh, yeah. You lose galaxy, your mind. And you and I are going nuts and our wives are like, what? what? What's happening? So, but yeah, I definitely think that it's it's mainstream now. It's It's enjoying an acceptance that it it really hasn't ever before because I think we've kind of held up a mirror to like for again, to just use an example for air quotes jocks. Like we held up a mirror to them and be like, you know, a fancy football thing you do. We've been doing it for <laughs> years, but it's called dungeons and dragons. They still don't get it though. They, they'll still deny it. And, but it's like, it's, we're living in a society where we're like, okay, I'm a comic geek. You're a game geek. You're a football geek. Yeah. You're a basketball geek. You know, video game, video the, games too. The, the way you pursue it and support it is the same. Yeah. You know, there's, there's no difference between someone buying playoff tickets to see like the Boston Celtics and wearing a Boston Celtics t-shirt to the game or have one not and marking out when the team wins, then you and I going to see in a couple of weeks uh, Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. Volume 2 wearing Guardians t-shirts in the movie. It's the same thing. It's just a different package. Sure. Yeah. So Fand- Fandom has become a thing, and that's fandom of all things. Yeah. Um, but it does definitely seem like the geeky stuff has risen to a level unforeseen yeah. uh, or, you know, unheard of levels. Next comes the inevitable backlash, so I look forward to that. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. We, we've endured worse. Oh, sure. If if we can if we can survive corruption of the innocent, we can survive this. If I can survive junior high yeah. in high school being a fan of, of comics and, and sci fi, I I think I'll be okay when it comes crashing down when I'm an adult. See I had no problems in high school because I still like this stuff, but I was a likable dude, so people didn't mind so much. Yeah, I went to a jerk school, so So did I. Went to Cardinal O'Hara. Yeah, Kenesha's was real scuffed, dude. <laughs> okay, Drew. Yes. Is the most frustrating thing in Breath of the Wild climbing while it rains? <laughs> um, vocal whiners on the internet would have you believe that that is the most frustrating thing. And I'll say this. Yeah, it's frustrating, but I would also say, what's your hurry? <laughs> Just calm down. Take to the ground, wait the rain out, you'll be fine, man. So I I have to ask you, are you are you kind of maybe just a little bit happy that Mass Effect Andromeda is getting less than glowing reviews? Yes. This way you don't feel the need to rush to it and you can spend well, more time with Zelda? It's twofold. Yes, that exact reason. Because <laughs> um, I'm over 55 hours in Zelda now and I'm still not even close to done. It's, it's, it's incredible. I don't know where that time went but i know i've played it i've got a good rhythm going in horizon yeah one main story mission couple side missions main story mission couple side missions. i had a, i had that going and now i'm just kind of like going all over the map i'm scattershotting at this point it's terrible i gotta i gotta focus <laughs> uh so on that front yes and the other front i'm also i am i'm <sighs> my heart wanted mass effect andromeda to be great because i would like to enjoy mass effect again but part of me is also kind of a little bit happy that it's not because ea kind of ruined they they kind of salted the earth with the ending of three and 
and while I would have on the one hand liked to again, like I said, make make Mass Effect you know worth playing, I'm I'm almost glad it's not. Yeah, I'm 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 kind of glad that they've found out like oh no we 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 killed it it's gone, just because I feel like as a fan especially of the first game, like I don't know there's a sick satisfaction that says like you guys ruined it it's dead and I'm happy for it. <laughs> there's, a, there's the spiteful side of yeah. me is is yeah. glad and I don't know. I have, my, I have two friends both playing it and they kind of say that a lot of the criticisms are a little bit overblown. The game does hit a pace, and it does hit thing. It, it, once it gets its stride going, it's good. But I don't know that it's as instantly like classic as I, as the original. So I, I I don't know that I'll get around to it. Maybe I will. Um, I can can I make a suggestion? Yeah. This is gonna sound like a weird suggestion. Go on. When you're finally finished with Zelda, you know, six years from now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on the next Nintendo console, take, <laughs> I would say take a minimum. Of a month off from video games. Oh wow! Because I think anything. No, I think anything you play after that is just going to seem less. I don't think so. No, because I, you're coming off of that experience as so rare. No, I, I hear where you're coming from. Like, but I, from everything I've seen and everything I've heard, Zelda seems to transcend good game. It's 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 in the pantheon of greatness. Like it's yeah. They've, it's an all-timer. It really is. It's incredible. First ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. Um, you know what, though? You, sometimes you just got to gotta cleanse the palate. You know what I mean? And All right. You got to turn the page and, and, and get into something else. Uh, my NES Classic came. I saw that. Yeah. saw that. We might have to plug that in really quick before we I can leave do that. after we're done We can recording. definitely do that. Um, yeah. Anyway, questions. Right, questions. So, yes. Um, Carl, what Come, is the oh. best dipping sauce for a chicken McNugget? <laughs> That's a very easy question that was answered um, on April Fool's Day when Cartoon Network released the entire first episode of the third season of Rick and Morty. And the answer is Szechuan sauce. This is taking over my Facebook feed, the Szechuan sauce. What, what is the Szechuan sauce? You, you know what? I can't. You have to watch Rick and Morty. All right. You, re, you would love Rick and Morty. Okay. Start. Is it on Netflix? Back episode one. I think you can watch on YouTube. Okay, sure. Yeah, it's not on Netflix. It's on Hulu. I don't have the Hulu, but um, I'll, I'll, I'm pretty I'll sure find it's a on way. YouTube. Okay. Yeah. You would Fair love enough. Rick and Morty, and then you will understand Szechuan sauce. Okay. But this was a sauce that was made by McDonald's at yeah, a certain like back, point? Back, way back when they were doing a promo for the- Mulan? Mulan. Okay. Yeah. Well, it sounds like they're going to bring it back based on, based on social media, <laughs> so- well, I don't eat at McDonald's anymore. So good, good job. I have not eaten McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's since October of 2015. Ask me how long it's been since I've had McDonald's. How long has it been since you have McDonald's? Doing the math in my head right now, I'm gonna say 17 years. I miss. Egg McMuffins. I don't at I all. Them so much. I mean, I rock Burger King in college because it was one on campus, but McDonald's? No, no, man. I was already not into it, and then I forgot what year Super Size Me came out. And you can take or leave some of the stuff in that movie. Some people don't like. Yeah. You know, they think that uh, Morgan Spurlock was manipulative or whatever. But but honestly, like after I saw that, I was like, "Yep, never again." And I'm <laughs> and I was fine with that. And it's been yeah, man. It's 
no McDonald's for this guy. So those were Alan's questions. Alan's, thank you very much. Yes, yeah. Now we move on to Jay's questions. Oh, boy. Put your, buckle up. <laughs> Carl and Drew. Hi. If you could cast a new Fantastic Four team, which group would you prefer? Metallica. Oh. And he has in parentheses any grouping. Okay. Three men and a baby. Oh. Three men and a little lady. Eh. The four jaws. Wow. The shark from Jaws 1, yeah, shark yeah, from Jaws yeah. 2. But, Jay, I would ask you this question, and you're going to love me for this question. Which shark from Jaws 3? Because there was two of them. <gasps> there was two Jaws in Jaws 3. Two Jaws in Jaws 3. Wow. Uh, the Brody family, the chief, Ellen, Michael, and one-armed Sean. Yeah. They call him Handsome Pete. He dances for nickels. Okay. Oh, Did you remember from the episode of The Simpsons? Uh, All right. Never mind. All four Dugs from Multiplicity. <gasps> Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, oh, Barry Windham, or Jesus, Jay. Lastly, Toka, Razor, Bebop, and Rocksteady. Uh, My answer is an easy one. I can't. It's, it's we, all four Dugs from Multiplicity. You know, the heart wants what the heart wants. I think I got I to gotta agree with you here. <laughs> <laughs> one of them can eat a dolphin. We're going to pet, pet a, a dolphin. dolphin. I got a wallet. <laughs> hey, lady, is your pizza? Oh, my God. That movie, folks, if you have not seen it, is comedic gold. Depends how you feel about Michael Keaton. I love him, so it's gold. Yeah. Um. Yes. That is your new Fantastic Four. Yep. Right there. All right. <laughs> Drew. <laughs> yeah. If you could take one game in the past few years and give it a switch... And by that, I mean converted to something that could fully utilize the capabilities of the Switch besides playing Zelda and pretending to milk a cow. <laughs> what would it be? You can put anything on the Switch. I, I I mean, I don't know what specifically you're after. I mean, ultimately, name your favorite game. Put it on the Switch. Take it. Great. Street Fighter. Coming out next month. Coming out next month. There you go. Take it wherever you want to go. Put it on TV. Cool. I'm going out. Take it with you. Awesome. Like, the, 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 the system comes as advertised. It's a cool feature. It, can, it travels well, I can attest. So, yeah, name your favorite game. And, and so I guess specifically, right? Like, what would you like to be able to take on the go? The, a, a console experience that you would just like, I want to go somewhere, but I want to keep playing, but I want to, yeah. like, uh, Metroid. A Metroid game? Well, well, no. Cause, well, yeah, but I mean, I'm thinking of something like really grand that that kind of tr- like like a like a Final Fantasy or something like that. That's like something massive in scale where you would consider you know you sink a lot of time into, and is considered by Matt many to be like a console game. Yeah, I would say like a a core Final Fantasy title. That that scope of game is something that the Switch should really take advantage of because that's when the benefits of it will really sell. Like, hey, I, I want to keep playing this amazing thing. I can! And, and take it with you wherever you want to go. See that article I sent you earlier today? Uh, regarding... The warping? Yeah, I... Uh, dude, I'm taking every... All, uh, turn, honestly... Turn a blind eye to any complaint no, raised no, no, about no, no. the Switch. <laughs> Some of these... Incidents are like three people, and it, and I swear to you, it's it's a it is a minuscule number of people. 
they get wind of it on certain websites and certain websites for whatever reason run with it like it is a plague in in the in the the the, the hardware look nintendo's fixing everything that this has been reported so you're saying it's fake news I'm not saying it's fake news. I'm, I'm sure it happened to these people. I'm saying it's overblown. Yeah. I'm saying certain websites are like real, like one of, a very reputable one, mind you, like Polygon. I'll give Polygon some credit because they have a very talented team of, of writers and editors there, okay? And they did some excellent Breath of the Wild guides um, in, the, in, the, in the weeks uh, of after Breath of the Wild came out. Like really exhaustive, helpful guides. And they, you know... And they gave the game like a perfect score. So yeah, yeah. the article but, I sent you is but, from Engadget. That's Engadget's another one because they're from Joystick. They used to be Joysticks. Well, some of these guys just have it out. It it see it, it reads to me like they have it out for the Switch. Whereas they get one report or two reports of something, and it's oh Nintendo <laughs> screwing up again. Did you uh, did you put your screen protector on? No, I got to get over there possibly this Sunday for New Japan. More wrestling. <laughs> More wrestling. So much wrestling. Okay, so my question. Yes. Carl, given last week's show, do you feel that you have been usurped by Alan Waiters and his dulcet tones? How do you see yourself fitting in this new dynamic of being second fiddle to Alan's raw sexual charisma? Listen, I can't dispute Alan's dulcet tones. Alan has got a voice like silk. He remarked to me after hearing the episode. Uh, he's like, "I didn't realize my voice was so low." I'm like, "He's like, I got, I got like a like a real, real baritone thing going on." He was, like, yeah, he's, he was, he's feeling himself a little bit, but justifiably so. Sure. Um, as far as Alan's raw sexual charisma, once again, this is not something I can compete with. Few can. Um, I just I'm secure in my place in the show, and that you know, I it's was your the, show. <laughs> Well, no, it's our show. Sure. It's our show. You host, though. You host as well. Badly, apparently. <laughs> well, no, you just tend to forget what show you're on. It's <laughs> oh, um, great. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm confident in... Yeah, I'm not going to lie. There are times I look at my wife and wonder if she's thinking about Alan. Wow. I mean, is the, the sexuality, man. You can't... You can't compete with it. Ladies, you want a good man. Now, I mean a good man. Look up Mr. Allen Waiters. All right. That being said. That being said, my phone is exploding right now, so I think something happened on SmackDown. So maybe a little Shinsuke-ish? Probably. I, I, I don't know. I just know my I just know my phone's blowing up. All right, cross examination is closed. We're not rushing through the episode. I'm, no, I'm just no, I'm no. just telling you my phone is exploding. Uh, we got some case files to go through. All right, three three items. First item: a new trailer for War for the Planet of the Apes. Came yeah, out this week. yeah, it did. Take my money. Take, just take all it. of my money. Take it. Just doing the whole make it a rain thing. There you go. Take it. Looks pretty dope. I'm down. I'm down. Yeah. It looks really, really good. There's a turncoat ape. Did you see that? There is. There's like a, 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 um, oh God, what the, I'm blanking, the famous traitor. Benedict Benedict Arnold? Yes. Okay. There's a Benedict Arnold ape. Yeah. Benedict ape. I I see what you were going for. Didn't quite land it. It's okay. It's all right. 
I'm good. It's good. No, I'm it looks fly. great. Looks great. I'm pilot. Yeah. Um, I can't wait. It, it, it should be. It should be good, man. Yep. That, it's uh, that last one was great. So this one's keeps keeps up uh, the pace. It's, it's yeah. going to be a good time. Uh, Woody Harrelson looking good. Yeah. Also, uh, last week was on Tonight Show and dropped some. Uh, young Han Solo details. We're living in a golden age of no, Woody. Yeah, nothing. I mean, yeah, he's got <laughs> three huge franchises he's, on his sash now. I know, right? He's got uh, Apes, Hunger Games, and now Star Wars. I've seen two of the three of them. He's good in Hunger Games. Good good for him. I mean, if you ever want to, I would say you really have I don't to, want to plow through the first movie. Yeah. It's very boring and Not happening. happens. The movies after I are okay. It's not going to happen, but thank you for that. Um, <laughs> yeah, he uh, he gave a description of what his character is, which we all suspected. Hans mentor Hans of mentor. sorts. Yeah, and gave the character's name, which I don't. I don't care. Yeah, it's nothing that goes. <gasps> he's that guy. They should have just named him Woody. Yeah, <laughs> it's just Woody. It's just Woody. All right, oh, cool. Man. So yeah, so that happened. Yes. And now. Um, Drew, we're not, hmm. Hmm. I don't know if I can necessarily call this the dumpster fire. Okay. Frankly, I don't think it's actually going to happen. Okay. Um, an announcement was made earlier this, uh, late, late last week. Yeah. So on and so forth. Um, DC announced a Batgirl movie. Speaking of Benedict Arnold's. And they announced a director, which is Joss Whedon. Yeah. Now. Of Avengers fame. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily, I wouldn't go as far as call him Benedict Arnold. No. He, mean, he gave us two Avengers films. Sure. That's, that's a lot of work. It's a that's, lot of work, and that's why he backed so, away. He, 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 yeah, he needed a break. Yeah. Um, okay. Here's the thing. In a vacuum, on paper, yeah. this sounds like a brilliant sure freaking idea the guy who did buffy doing a background movie yeah that is just you shut up and take my money on paper unfortunately we don't live in a vacuum no because in a vacuum fires can't burn it's correct and dumpster fires can't ignite and what is the dc universe cinematic universe right now drew it's a dumpster fire smoldering um the only dc films to keep the first director that was assigned to them were the Zack Snyder movies. What blackmail photos does that guy have on somebody? I legitimately don't think this Joss Whedon Batgirl film is going to happen. Really? I don't think it's going to happen because for two reasons. One, again, as we just saw, tons of directors leaving projects, leaving career, possible career making projects yeah because they want some form of creative input and warner Bros. is saying no you're doing it this way or you're not doing it all and they're doing that without the cachet that marvel has because marvel does the same thing they sure do. marvel says okay you're doing you're gonna make this story this is how it fits into this and this is how you're going to make it. And that's actually part of the reason why Josh, Joss Whedon left as well. Yeah. He, he wanted Whedon, a little more autonomy. Um, Edgar Wright left Ant-Man. Yeah. But Marvel has a brand that works. They do. And they know it works. They don't want to mess with that. 
DC doesn't have that. No. DC has a, I guess you could call it a brand, that's in shambles. They have a bad rep. Yeah. So, but they're still trying to exert that. This is how you're going to do it. So, I don't see that flying with Joss Whedon. That's first reason. Second reason, this is not his first rodeo. I was just going to bring that up. Yeah. With Warner Brothers and DC. Yeah. He was supposed to do a Wonder Woman movie. Yeah. They had a poster for it and everything. How do you not let him do a Wonder Woman movie? He didn't do the... Because he was still the Buffy guy and not the Avengers guy. well before. This is like way back, early 2000s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, he was just the Buffy guy then. Yeah. He wasn't the... He, I don't even think he was I, the Firefly guy. This is why I think it will happen, because now he's got that Avengers credibility, and I think Warner's will probably want to use that to their competitive advantage. Yeah. So I I don't think the film is going to happen. All right. Yeah, I, I'm... I think it will, uh, just because they'd be foolish to let him walk away. He brings cachet, and Lord knows they love that. I don't know what kind of movie it's going to be. I don't know how his tone is going to fit into their whole little murder verse, but whatever. Um, And ultimately, it's an odd choice, Batgirl. So I I, I don't know, man. Like, does Batgirl work in a cinematic context? Like, is the audience going to be confused? Like, wait, how is she tied to Batman? (coughs) I, I don't know. I... Like you can get away with that kind of stuff in comics. I think in movies it might confuse people a little. Yeah, bit. it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see because obviously now if they're going to do a Batgirl movie, you know, if the Batgirl movie happens, it has to happen after the Batman movie. Does because, it? Yeah, because you have to introduce Batgirl in Batman. Because if you're not, I it's. Uh, don't ask me, dude. I don't know. She's, maybe she has a cameo in, in the Justice League trailer. I don't know. Okay, maybe. Movie, I should say. Not yeah. trailer. Uh, yeah, I missed that discussion last week. What'd you think about that? Real quick. Quick yeah. quick hit on it. Yeah. Yeah. Was it do, you, mean, do you share Alan and mine's concerns? Pretty much. Okay. Let's check it. It looks like the same thing that they've been doing since the beginning. Which hasn't been working. With 10% more jokes now because of the Flash. Because he's, he's the quippy yeah. one. And Bruce is rich. It's a superpower. Yeah. And Aquaman is a huge walking overcompensation. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Okay, cool. So, yeah. What else we got? What else is going on? All right. So, um, that being said, uh, some news dropped today. Extremely pertinent to the show oh we have a release date for the defender ah so now i know how i know i have a deadline of when i have to finish iron fist now <laughs> how far are you in six ups seven episodes maybe okay. seven okay. seven or eight finished it yeah yeah what's the verdict it it is marvel's first misstep okay does, does it end but well it ends better Okay, <laughs> I'll take better at this point because I'm not enjoying the show very much. Um, it's it's legitimately Marvel's first misstep, but even their missteps, like it's not great. It's not no, up it's not to the level of um, 
like Daredevil and Jessica Jones and sure. Luke Cage, but it's still competent. Yeah. It does the job of introducing Danny Rand. Oh, we know. They say his name enough. He's, uh, he's Danny Rand. Danny Rand? Danny, Danny Rand. Rand. I'm Danny um, Rand. It's, it definitely gets better. Like, the last four episodes are much better. All right. Than what has come. I will let you know when I get there. Yeah. But it's, I, it's definitely Marvel's first messed up. Aren't you guys glad we didn't do that instead of Daredevil Season 2? <sighs> I'm so, so thankful. Dodge that bullet. Um, that one. But yeah, Defenders, right, Defenders announced today, August 18th, this coming August 18th. All right. Um, it was announced with a, I wouldn't even call it a, a teaser. It was so short. It was just basically the Defenders getting into an elevator after he'd clearly been in a fight. And then uh, Jessica Jones notices that there's a camera in the elevator and jumps up and knocks out the camera. And the yeah. time indicator stops on 81817. 2017, yeah. So yeah, yeah. compare, I, I know you don't like it because you think it's cheap. It looked cheap. It's 100% better than any other date announcement that's fine i got, it is what it is it's, i just it, thought i thought it looked cheap if it's a camera security elevator they're not putting hd widescreen cameras not just in those that no just so. it, it looked like bad video it, it, it the, with, with it's bad, an it, with, elevator security camera it's a date announcement it looked cheap that's all i'm saying it's essentially marvel's way of sending us a save the date card for a wedding they don't have real footage for that all right. Okay. So yeah, but yeah. Um, Defenders coming. The so will we? I don't yeah, know. We'll, we'll finish Daredevil. We will, which means we have a lot of show to fill. We'll have a, we'll have a couple couple episodes to play with. We might have to watch Iron Fist. <laughs> no. No. Okay. All right. What else happened this week? That's about it. I got so, one for you. you. Um, oh, so, yeah, that's right. Uh, the production company run by Seth Rogen, uh, <laughs> they are in collaboration with Robert Kirkman, and they are going to make an Invincible movie. Now, you are a huge fan of this comic. Invincible is, sorry, Walking Dead fans, Invincible is M- M- Robert Kirkman's best work. Doesn't okay. get the notoriety, but it's the superior book. Um... I love Invincible. I would love the prospect of an Invincible movie. I have reservations about set, and I'm okay with with uh, what's his name again? Uh, Seth Rogen. I'm okay. Yeah. You know, he's a funny guy and all that, and you know, yeah. and not for nothing. Preacher he does what he's good at. He does what he's good at. Preacher. He's behind Preacher. He's executive producer on Preacher on MC. And it was a little slow, but the the. Man, I think if they 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 want they kind of figured out what they were doing with Preacher as they went to how to really best adapt the comics. Yeah, but but his sensibilities lend themselves more to Preacher for sure. If you read Preacher, you'd understand. Not saying you didn't. I'm just saying to the audience. If, yeah. if you read Preacher, Seth Rogen's kind of com- dark comedic stylings lend themselves more to Preacher than they do to Invincible, which is more of a modern and at times more violent. And more adult, at times, I should say, spin on like classic 70s, 80s Spider-Man kind of stories. I don't know if I necessarily 
see Seth Rogen exercising restraint in that kind of storytelling. Yeah. So, hey, I love Invincible. If it works, it works. I'm just a little apprehensive. That's all. It's like you have two... You have two equal sides to the argument of should he be involved in something like this. You have an argument on the positive side in Preacher. Right. Showing his involvement with that. Right. Positivity. Then you have on the other side of him, he shouldn't be involved with this Green Hornet. That wasn't really his fault, though. I mean, that was kind of a disaster. I don't know who. I don't, to be honest, I don't know who is to blame for that. Kevin Smith is to blame for that. That's, that's, where, I, that's where I land. There wasn't a script. He should have stayed on then. Anyway, uh, then again, I read his comic book that they adapted from his script. It wasn't very good, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. Um, yeah, so we'll see. I, I, again, he's I like I like Seth Rogen. I just don't know that his sensibilities are best for Invincible. But maybe maybe I'm wrong. He's got. I'll t- I'll say this much. He's got the pull in Hollywood to make something like this happen. So you know. If he says it's going to happen, I'm inclined to think, well, yeah, maybe it will. It, he, he could get it done. Now, Invincible is an image comic. Yes. And a time where image largely moved away from the superhero comic. Yeah, it's kind of a... it's it. Yeah, like, it's... Like, aside from Invincible, the only superhero comics, quote-unquote, they were still doing were Spawn and Savage, Savage Dragon. Dragon. Yeah, and, and not for nothing, uh, Invincible shares a lot of... Tonal, tonal similarities to Savage Dragon, um, at least the early Savage Dragon stuff. Uh, I know it, it got weird later on, and it, it's. I opened up, dude. I opened up a Savage Dragon comic the other day for the first time in like fifteen years. Yeah, there's there's like nudity and stuff in it. What what's going on over there? Yo. Anyway, so let me ask you this quick question. We'll wrap up yeah. the case files with this. Going back to the inception of Image, yes. If you were to make a film on one of their properties from back then... Uh-huh. The, which would I do? Yeah, which one would you do? I would have done Dragon, to be honest with you. Savage Dragon? Yeah, that was my favorite. I, I really enjoyed Savage Dragon as a kid. Uh, I thought it was great. It was full of uh, cool characters. It took place in Chicago. He was a cop. It felt... It, it had... Despite being completely... It felt organic. It, yeah, despite being completely over the top, it had a certain realness to it. I don't... I can't... It's hard to explain... But it was good. I thought out of all the original image books, it was probably the best one, in my opinion. It's still be, it's still being published. I'm I think as far as the best as far as quality goes from that time, for me it was the max. See the that's a that was that was almost ahead of its time in its in its trippiness. The max was like if that you, wasn't a superhero comic, yeah. man. That was like the max was like if the max is. What images today? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was that. That wasn't a founding book, though. It came a little bit later. Yeah, it wasn't a launch book, but um, it wasn't too far. I would say it was within a launch window. It was in the first year of image launching. We'd have to look into that, but you're you're um, yeah, you're about right. That yeah. was like if you asked Hunter S. Thompson to write a comic book, you would get the max. Yeah, someone's got to have a talk with Sam Keith. <laughs> um, but no, if I was gonna do like a just straight up superhero movie, I probably would have done Shadowhawk. Yeah, it's a that's kind of a. I liked Shadowhawk. Yeah, he was Shadowhawk was the quintessential '90s yeah, character, very '90s. You know, especially in his design. Why did he break their spines again? It was just a, that was the hook. 
But why? And he had AIDS, right? I can't remember. What was the tie between the AIDS and the spine? <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, very 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Very 90s. I had funny of superheroes from that era that look like that with um, the the similar name. I had to run to Walmart today yeah. to pick up some stuff for the wife before I head over here. There was a Dark Hawk action figure on the shelf. Dark ha- Dark Hawk is undergoing something of a renaissance right now. It's I don't know why, but he I is. Swear to God, if I find out hipsters are bringing back Dark Hawk, I'm going to hunt down every last one of them. I, I don't mind if he gets brought back by comic fans, but if hipsters are going to him just because, like, personally, Dark Hawk, I'm waiting for the Sleepwalker revival. Yeah. But that's me, Sleepwalker. All right, so those are the case files. Drew, yeah. Oh. Time to rustle them papers. So now I have a I have a confession. Go on. Here are my notes. Wow. Here are mine. Because this is not the episode I thought it was. Oh, did you I watch number this, three? <laughs> no, no. I watched number two, but I thought number two was number three. I thought all the stuff that happened in episode three happened in this episode. Oh. Because on that episode, I just kind of want to center on like the conversation next week yeah okay i don't care what else happens in in that episode that conversation is so central okay to a lot of the stuff we've done in the past on this show that's kind of what i want to center on so my notes when it got to be like you know 15 minutes left in the show i'm like you know what i forgot about this episode (laughs) not say it's a bad episode because no no not a lot like we got this this episode is basically just kind of set up for next week more or less um but still a good Episode episode two, dogs to a gunfight. Now this episode starts to bring up the point and kind of maybe the 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 the, the hook of the, at least the early part of the season that uh, Matt the fallout of Daredevil is the Punisher. Yeah, the fact that the Daredevil took out an active vigilante that was celebrated in Hell's Kitchen has now led to this kind of activity being supported, essentially. Yeah. And now you get the flip side of the coin, and you get the Punisher. Which is an important note to bring up, besides the fact that it's it's an extremely good point, but at the same time, it's an extremely moot point. Because the Punisher, if you look at the character, he was going to happen regardless of what was going on in Hell's Kitchen. Yes. Circumstances in his life... Put him in that position. Right. And it's it's frightening when you think, like, you know, we've been, you and I have been reading comics our entire lives. We always dream about, you know, these characters in the real world and things like that. Of all the characters we read, as scary as it is, the Punisher is the most plausible. Oh, sure. He is the one that could re- legitimately exist. In the real world. He wouldn't live as long as he did in the comics. I think cops or yeah. or crooks would finally bring him down. I don't care how tactical you are. In, in reality, yeah. you, you're going to die living that kind of life. But, uh, yes, in terms of his, his uh, power set and his motivations and the circles he runs in, it's all this is all very, yeah. very real stuff. And so I think Karen had the best line when she's talking with Matt about him. Not that 
he was caused by Daredevil, but that he was an inevitability. Yes. But again, like we just said, she's right and she's wrong. Like, you could draw the yeah. line if you want to, to Daredevil, but at the same time, it's based on Frank's origin. He really could have come out of anywhere. Yeah, it's not like, you know, we mentioned, we were talking earlier about the Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. He's not someone running around in hockey pads pretending to be Daredevil. No. No, no, no. So, no. yeah. Although, well, maybe after the next week's episode, we'll have a different take on this. We'll see. Definitely. So, Matt it gets found by Foggy. Yeah. He gets shot in the head, dude. He did. Good thing he's got the, the, the mask. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't split. Yeah. And, and, and this episode also kind of revives Foggy's apprehension. Yeah. This whole Daredevil Foggy's thing. Foggy's still not comfortable with this, especially now that he found his friend almost dead on a rooftop. Yeah. At least at this time he wasn't bleeding to death, you know, from a sword wound. True. But, um, they do something in this episode that they kind of abandon after this episode. Oh, like, I think it's, I think it happens maybe one more time. Again, it's been a long time since I saw a series. Okay. But the whole Matt going completely deaf and blind from the gunshot. Right. I don't know if it happens again. I, I feel like it may, but I could be wrong. Uh, but let's face facts, dude. Like he's already blind. Yeah. Disadvantage. Number one, he took a bullet to the head and survived. Yeah. It's That's gonna, it's gonna rattle your. It's uh, gonna rattle your, your your cage there for a little while. So yeah, his senses are, are are way out of whack, which not only affects his ability to do Daredevil stuff, but he can't go to work. Yeah, he can't go do the lawyer stuff, and he takes a sick day, which again concerns. Well, Foggy knows the score. Karen does not. She's yeah. still in the dark. So now she's worried about Matt, and they're already playing up the romance between them. So now she's more worried about him as yeah. that develops. It was just a real eerie scene too. Like, the way they shot it about how they just kind of drowned, like, he has these hyper, like, even more hyper right. for him. Like, you know, a pill falling on the floor sounds like a wrecking ball. Right. And then they just kind of drown it out. They drop and then, the glass and hear nothing. Yeah, and then you, you see him uh, kind of doing the archer thing when they get shot and hear the... Mop. 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 <laughs> But no, but then like when the sound totally goes away and he's clearly screaming and that's like, it's kind of eerie there. It's a well shot scene. It's for a, well, I mean, his gimmick is he's, his senses are heightened when you take that away, even, you know, in the, in that shot where you see him screaming, but you can't hear it. It's like, oh man, this is, yeah. this is for real. This is serious. He's in trouble. Um, yeah. But now, and you know, Karen shows up at his place later and sees the broken glass and she thinks like that he's got like a drinking problem i think or something like that like well she she's knows, worried about him she knows it's something beyond what she's being told yes yeah she knows she's being misled yeah and i think she knows this primary one of the primary reasons is because of things that have happened in her past that have been alluded to yeah not really discussed no she kind of knows how to cover things up yeah and she sees you know she can smell her own <laughs> when it comes to covering up and lying and whatnot so she can kind of sense that from Matt. Sure. Um, this episode gives us a little uh, foggy lawyer in. Yeah. Foggy, for as much as they sell him as a goofball character in the comics, 
they they do him justice properly in the show because yeah he's the second wheel to matt but he is extremely capable he might be the superior lawyer (laughs) not gonna lie no i would go with that okay because we see later on in the season how he's got to take over the case against frank yeah and does a good job but uh, that's way down the road but uh he does he takes no crap from that da she tries pushing him around, and Foggy uh, calls her calls her bluff. Yeah, the DA, which actually first appeared in Jessica Jones, okay, um, resurfaces in this one. She's she's kind of a hard case. She's yeah, not to be trifled with. So, like, well, speaking but of Foggy, trifles. He, he trifles. He puts her in her place. But okay, so let's let's dive into that, shall we? Because this is kind of the crux of the episode. The Karen, Foggy, the police. They've got Grotto, right? Yeah. This guy who survived the Punisher attack. They want him to wear a wire now to get witness protection. Yep. Now, I could be wrong. I don't know legal procedure, but I would imagine that taking someone that you were going to send in wearing a wire and you're going to put in witness protection at some point, using that person... With their representatives on the site of this of of the sting, if you will, and then having it come out on site that you're using him as part of a bait for another criminal murderous vigilante, it's probably not done. I would imagine that is not a common practice. Um, it's probably frowned upon. Yeah, wouldn't surprise me if it's actually done. I don't know. It just felt like whoa. What is this yeah. now? That's ballsy with the lawyer right there. Yeah. Nope. Police strike one. As I motion the strike <laughs> mark. This is, this is an audio medium, folks. We've I'm doing it. We got it. We got a big strike for the police coming up. Okay. This episode. Here's strike two. In said sting that goes bad, right? Yep. The cops show up. They're apparently waiting for the Punisher. Who does show up, by the way? Yes. Okay. Again, I don't know police procedure. I don't know tactics. Not on a SWAT team. Not a sharpshooter. I'm just a regular Joe. Yeah. <laughs> you can make the argument that these cops weren't sharpshooters either. They were not. But I'm I'm also pretty sure that cops don't just open fire on a vehicle. For no reason, with no provocation whatsoever, just because they think a guy driving it is a suspect. Well, I think it's clear that... What was that about? Well, okay. No, I get what you're saying. Let me offer a counterpoint. Go on. Um, I think it's clear once the truck hits the gates that there is malicious intent. I guess. And at that point believe cops are free to avail to defend themselves but they were all on the roof i know listen these cops as we see a couple moments later from that these cops are straight off the death star <laughs> they can't hit diddly squat no they cannot the uh, best they can do is an arm wound yeah it's probably and that's probably a, a, just five a flesh snipers anyway. up there snipers i'm using this term yeah. I'm playing fast and loose with the term with sniper. The term sniper. Um, firing at will, 
at both Matt and Frank. Yeah, spoilers. Frank's on the roof, not yeah. in the truck, and then Matt also tra- tracked him down. Yeah, and, and they fight in round two. Yeah, round two. Um, uh, so yeah. Yeah, but also at the same severe time, severe breach of police protocol here. Also at the same time, you have to remember the DA is trying to cover stuff up. Yeah, cops follow orders. Yeah, I know it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. So, it's just a lot of I know shady dealings. Yeah, I know. I, I get you. I get you. So uh, rewinding a little bit in this episode, we get our first legitimate introduction to the Punisher. The pawn shop in, scene. In name and in person. Can we talk about that pawn shop scene? Yes, we can. Okay. So he goes to the pawn shop because he needs police and military band radio. Yeah. And he knows this pawn shop is likely to have it behind the counter, under the yep. counter. Okay. Fine. I want to know. What kind of leap in, in in logic this pawn shop guy makes when is hey, this this guy is buying a police band radio and my sawed off shotgun from under the counter. And the security tape. And the security tape. Hey man. You want porn? How about some porn? I don't follow the trajectory here. Greed. Greed is the trajectory. Fine. Fine. I just feel like watching it again. It just feels like the writers wanted to give. We need, we, we need to give Frank a reason to be Frank. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get there. Yeah. Let's not maybe like. You know what would have been helpful? You know what might have been helpful? If like they would have planted a seed of that in there before Frank walked in the door. Something like that. Just, you know, I don't know how, but just some kind of. Well, I think they did with the the meth head or whatever the heroin. Yeah, but it was there. a purse, whatever. I mean, you know, like, you know, well, you can it, that that establishes that the it's a it's a place of ill repute. Uh, repute. Yeah, the, 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 the pawn fact, shop proprietor is a man of ill repute. Yes, that's that's fine. But it, but there's a line. There's like buying stolen goods is one thing. Offering the guy who just bought the illegal police scanner. Child porn. What? All right. Well, he didn't jump right to it. Like there was. I granted it wasn't a long journey there. Not a long journey, sir. But he's like again. Greed is the greed is the motivator. This guy's throwing down money like it's nothing. He wants more of it. I know. I'm just as a viewer this time. I was just kind of like they just wanted to. No, I get what you're saying. They just wanted to have Frank give you know have a reason to beat this guy's you know brains. I get what you're saying. But he does beat his brains in. So you know. Frank on a Frank. Yeah. Any Franks. When they we, he kills all the, the biker dudes and... Yeah. 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 Guy spraying down the truck. <laughs> it's always fun with guys with headphones. They don't know what's going on. It's like Stan, Stan Lee's cameo in the, the the one Spider-Man movie. That was his best cameo ever. Yeah. I'm sorry. That, <laughs> the... The Amazing Spider-Man when Spider-Man's fighting a lizard in the library. Yeah, because you know what that you know not, what I, not the best movie, but that scene was fantastic. You know what I saw in that scene, and this is probably going a little too deep into it. Oh, you can really dissect that scene. Like, take away the headphones, take away the library books, put a, a storyboard in front of him. Okay. That's what was going on in his head in the '60s, man. Is he's He's plotting all that stuff out and whatnot. He, he, and spoilers. He didn't plot that stuff. Jack or Steve did go did. He just stand wrote the words in. 
he plotted some of it. Okay. Some. Broad strokes. Kind of like how don't, George George Lucas wrote don't, the prequels on a cocktail napkin in 1977. Don't don't turn into I'm oh no 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 shop. never never no. never I love Stan to death. He absolutely earned everything he ever got. Just saying. No no I just know, saying. I know he was not the sole proprietor. I love of the man. The Marvel universe. Don't get it twisted. Love the man. I know. I okay. Know. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, ultimately, it, it, this all builds up to that big fight, though, and yeah. Frank gets wounded in the fight, uh, he gets wounded by the cops, they, they manage to shoot him in the arm and graze him to some degree, Yeah, but uh, they fall, Frank, which was a miracle given there, yeah. Frank and Matt fall through the, the ceiling, through the roof, and at a very, very inconvenient time, Matt's senses go berserk and he blacks out, yeah. <laughs> That. Map. That. So, yeah. And just a great shot of Frank just kind of lurching towards him. Yeah. And then just fade to black. So, yeah. Um, good episode. Better than this episode, once again, in and of itself. Better than Iron Fist. Uh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Set up primarily for next episode, which, like I said, with season one, episode two... Season two, episode three, it's the best episode of the season, but it just keeps getting better after that. All right. We can look forward to that. Yes. Coming up next week. In the meantime, dear listeners, we appreciate you stopping by again, listening to our episode. Please, if you want to help out the show, uh, retweet, share our new episode announcements, go on uh, iTunes and rate and review the show couple of you have done that since last we all spoke and we appreciate that um if you would like to find us on twitter you can do so at devils do pod you can go to facebook.com slash devils do pod to find us on facebook you can go email us at the devils do pod at gmail.com or you can go to our website at the devils do podcast.com drew any uh any parting thoughts any <sighs> I got nothing. I got to see what the heck's going on uh, SmackDown right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That being said, folks, thanks again for stopping by. We appreciate it. Court is here.